the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Glad to be with you. A Monday edition Bruce Hooley Show, hour number two. Make sure you catch the podcast. If you missed hour number one, find the podcast via the Listen tab at 989theanswer.com. Click on Listen, click on Podcast. Uh, Aaron diligently posts the show in half-hour increments every day after the show. Love to have you weigh in on our content, Bruce at 989theanswer.com. No, actually, that's yes, that is the email, Bruce at 989theanswer.com. Okay, COVID is still worrying many people. I'll prove it to you with some uh, crazy headlines. First, I want to laud any restaurant anywhere, any establishment anywhere, and let me know who they are, if you're in them, that picks up on what is a very cool social media trend in the aftermath of the senseless, tragic death of 13 American service personnel Thursday in Kabul. It is becoming a thing for a table to be set aside and kept vacant for the 13 service members who will never make it home with 13 beers, and I don't care if it's a beer or any beverage, placed on the table. But the hashtag 13 beers will, I believe, uh, become a thing, just like the ice bucket challenge became a thing, just like the putting hockey sticks outside the door when that busload of Uh, Young club hockey players in Canada died in a tragic uh, bus truck crash. People are looking for ways to express their gratitude to brave young people who were barely born when we began this fight against terrorism in the Middle East, and I just think it's awesome. Ironwood Cafe in the hometown of Slain Marine, Max Soviak has done so. Uh, Nico's Bar in North Royalton, Ohio. Uh, other bars are doing it. Barber shops are doing it. Uh, it is uh, wholly appropriate to do that. And it uh, troubled me Saturday when I was at a high school football game. And the flag went all the way to the top and did not come down to half staff. And it was even worse that um, American Legion personnel raised that flag. I could, I could maybe understand it, not excuse it, but understand it if it was a kid uh, who didn't really get the gravity of what had happened. But, boy, guys who served in the American Legion should sure get it. And uh, they did not. So... Uh, a bomb hit the airport this morning. No one hurt. Uh, U.S. apparently kept several other bombs from hitting the airport yesterday. So, um, boy, our service people. The deadline is 3.20 p.m. tomorrow afternoon. And just pray that we get out of there. It's, it's bad enough we're going to leave hundreds, if not thousands, of people behind. But we definitely do not want any other service members' blood spilled on that soil. But it goes without saying there will be Americans either ransomed or murdered 
um, because of this just horribly botched withdrawal that I, I believe never should have happened. I'm a, I'm a big believer that you're always at war with a bunch of lunatics who cease to ever be at war with you. You don't get the choice to, to exit that war. You're still being targeted. And the minimal number of troops that we had in Afghanistan could have, and I believe would have, kept us more safe in America than we will be now. Uh, because that fight is coming right back to our shore, either via the southern border and people just walking across, which, oh yeah, that's still going on, or via these thousands and thousands and thousands of Afghan refugees who are being rushed onto planes and flown into our country because, oh, you know, the Biden administration, oh, our poll numbers are down. Holy cow, our poll numbers are down. Uh, Well, should we vet these people getting on, make sure they have special immigrant visas and make sure they were interpreters and make sure they're legit? Or do we just, if they get in the airport, like we just put them on a plane. Yeah, do that. Do that. We got to get the press off our back. We got to do something to fluff up our poll numbers. Give me thousands of people we've saved so I can use that in a press conference. American citizens will die on our own soil in the future because of the failings of this administration. I say that with no satisfaction, but with unequivocal certainty. Jonathan Carl, ABC News, said as much on Sunday. I am seldom in agreement with Jonathan Carl. I am certainly in agreement with him here. John, I want to talk to you first here, listening to President Biden and his top national security advisors before the horrible bombing. They were making this sound like a smashing success. But you heard what Secretary Blinken just said. Yeah, I mean, it it is uh, they have been describing something that isn't reality. Uh, This is been an incredible airlift, more than 100,000 people evacuated. But what a disaster. Uh, Clearly, Thursday was the worst day of the Biden presidency. And we don't really know, Martha, uh, how bad it really is. Uh, We we know the disaster that has unfolded. Now the big question is, does Afghanistan once again become a safe haven for terrorist attacks on U.S. interests around the world or at home? Uh, Which is, of course, why they said they were getting out, that that was solved. Yep. And, and, you know, maybe part of the reason why Afghanistan had not been such is that there was a, a military presence in Afghanistan. Uh, but now uh, we will have this over-the-horizon uh, capability, but the bottom line is the terror threat has increased and our ability to combat it has decreased. That is a um, typical inveterate Biden supporter saying that because he must have at least some vestige of journalistic integrity uh, still within his being. Now, integrity does not really come into play much when we're talking about COVID. Certainly common sense doesn't. I received an email over the weekend. I will not tell you from whom, because I do not want to get uh, his uh, child in any danger. His child works at a major central Ohio company and uh, reported for work and was told, I got to wear a mask. Got to wear a mask. Gave him the option. And the child said, no thanks. Rather not wear a mask. Went back to work the next day. Able to work without a mask. Because there was a different supervisor. 
<laughs> so there's inconsistency all over the place. Unfortunately, there are uh, fear-addled places like Ohio State University and Otterbein and Columbus City Schools and others that are insisting on masks. And I had not seen anything like this until today, but this will be a thing. This will happen elsewhere. A judge in Chicago has revoked a mother's parental visitation rights to her son because the mother is unvaccinated. Yes. In a video conference hearing before Cook County Judge James Shapiro, uh, the mother, Rebecca Furlett, was out of the blue asked if she had received the COVID-19 vaccine. She said no, she had not. She should have said yes. She should have lied to him. I know. I'm a Christian man. I shouldn't advocate lying. The judge ordered her of being stripped of her parental rights until she has been vaccinated. Here's her attorney. No, it's actually her. She says, this had nothing to do with what we were talking about. He was placing his views on me and taking my son away from me. Now, I know what you're thinking. You who've been through a contentious divorce, you're thinking, aha, the husband's attorney is behind this nefarious actions. No. Here is the husband's attorney. He said, you have to understand the father did not even bring this issue before the court. So it's the judge on his own making this decision that she can't see the child until she is vaccinated. And you think we're not going to get in this country where they are in Canada, where they're arresting pastors who dare have church. Or here in Chicago, what, three states away where a mom can't see her son because she's not vaccinated, even though her son's not in any danger, really, from COVID. So it continues, and it will escalate because we have a lot of scared people who look at lots of different data points but never seem to focus or never seem to notice that the survival rate of COVID is well over 99.9% and do not seem to notice that, yes, while people are still getting sick and yes, while people are still dying, we do know a whole lot more about COVID and have a whole lot more therapeutics and yes, shots, not vaccines, but shots to take care of that issue. Well, one of the things I like to do, I'll confess, is spot the dog whistles in the leftist garbage reporting of the Columbus Dispatch. And boy, Laura Bishop and Haley B. Miller, uh, their lips must be sore from all their dog whistling in the story about Josh Mandel. I will get to that. <laughs> But first, I'd like to talk to Paul uh, in South Columbus. Hello, Paul. Thank you for calling 844-TALK-989 and visiting with the Bruce Hooley Show. Hey, Bruce. You know, I'm a Christian man, too. And, of course, I know the Ten Commandments. And thou shalt not bear false witness 
against someone else. But I've always been taught that you can lie to Satan. If the SS comes to your door in Belgium in 1943 and said, do you have any Juden here? Mm. You're going to tell them I got a couple in the basement and a couple mm. in the attic? No, You're not going to do that. That wouldn't be good, no. Don't do that. And the people who ask for my personal health information, I'm going to put them in that same category. They're doing the work of Satan, and I'm going to lie every time. Yes, I've had my vaccination. The only problem is when the judge says, well, of course, it's a Zoom hearing, so they're not in person. Otherwise, she, the judge might say, you know, show us your money or show us your uh, card, yeah. your vaccination card. And I always tell them, oh, why, that's at home on my desk. That's in my other pants. Sorry. Yeah. You know, Paul, I've thought about if people ask me if I'm vaccinated, say yes. And they didn't ask me what I'm vaccinated against. I'm, ac- I'm vaccinated against, you know, a lot of things. Tetanus, measles, smallpox, stupidity. So, uh, yeah. How's that working? Oh, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Well, once in a while, my vaccine for stupidity works. Once in a while. Uh, it's working now as I take you through a transparent, which means you can see right through it, hit piece on Josh Mandel. Now, listen. I am not, at this point in time, ready to tell you which Republican Senate candidate for the seat held by Rob Portman that I am prepared to support. I need to know more about J.D. Vance. I need to know more about Josh Mandel. And I suppose Jane Timken and Bernie Moreno and whoever else is in the race. Uh, I will insist upon one thing that I won't even consider a candidate who's not pro-life. I think they all are pro-life. But... It's very obvious that the Columbus Dispatch, with uh, numbing regularity, every three to four weeks trots out an assassination attempt on Josh Mandel. They don't like Josh Mandel, which I was going to say is their right, but it's really not their right if they're operating as a down-the-middle, dispassionate news source. But, of course, they are not operating as that. They are an unrepentant leftist rag. So here's the story from dog-whistling PhDs Laura Bishop and Haley B. Miller. Ladies, you're welcome to come in and sit in my studio anytime and talk this through. Because I did your job for 16 years. I know what you're doing. I know why you're doing it. And so you're not fooling me. And now I'm going to tell my listeners what you're doing so you will not be fooling them. You can go through this story and virtually every verb in the story is an incendiary verb that if Laura Bishop, Haley B. Miller, Alan Miller, the editor of the Dispatch, and Daryl Rowland, the politics or public affairs reporter or whatever he is, if they cared about down-the-middle reporting, they would dial back this fang-bearing rhetoric. Three and a half years ago, Republican Josh Mandel abruptly dropped out of politics, citing an urgent need to attend to his ailing wife. Oh, so he abruptly dropped out. He didn't just exit politics. Could have said he exited politics. No, no, he abruptly dropped out. There's something horrible and evil and nefarious going on. 
citing an urgent need, not because he wanted to attend to his ailing wife, but because he had an urgent need. Did he really have an urgent need? (laughs) We'll be the judge of that. He landed spots on corporate boards and joined startups and then ended his 12-year marriage to his wife. Okay. So then they talk about how much money he made, plus another $205,000 windfall when he cashed out the pension he received as a public employee. Gee, if he had a pension, didn't he have that coming? Why is that a windfall? Why is that just not, you know, his pension? He cashed his pension. Is that a crime to cash a pension? Only if you're a Republican Senate candidate. Then they go on. The funds pale in comparison to the millions earned by some of Mandel's opponents. Not the funds fall short of the amount earned by some of Mandel's opponents. No, the millions and they pale in comparison. And then they talk about how he has the business dealings of a man accustomed to public life who suddenly and quietly started to make his way in the private sector. <laughs> what? Why is and quietly even need to be in there? Mandel contends he's not leveraging the connections he made as treasurer. Uh, a good reporter would say, Mandel says he's not using. See, leveraging is an exaggerated term. It's meant to alarm you. It's meant you to go, this guy's untrustworthy. And that is what they're trying to do. It says, they say, Josh Mandel took advantage of search firms and personal relationships to land the gigs. They're not jobs, they're gigs. See, gig implies that they're phony, they're less than what they say they are. And he didn't use a search firm, he didn't employ a search firm, he took advantage Because Josh Mandel is the kind of horrible, evil, terrible person who, whatever he does, is taking advantage of someone else. At least in the eyes of the dispatches, Laura Bishop and Haley B. Miller. Later on in the story, it says, after leaving the treasurer's office in early 2019, Mandel scooped up three private sector jobs. He didn't take the jobs. He didn't assume the jobs. He scooped them up. Greedy Josh Mandel gathering those jobs to himself, scooping them up. Then they say later on, Mal Mandel was back in the political arena and he's running an aggressive campaign. He's not just campaigning, he's running an aggressive campaign. Almost all of Mandel's career has been in the public sector as a Marine, city councilman, state lawmaker, and state treasurer. Yeah, okay, now do Sherrod Brown. You want to rip on Josh Mandel for holding multiple elected offices. How about you do Sherrod Brown? I don't think you'll find military service on Sherrod Brown's resume. Sherrod Brown is the other senator from the state of Ohio, Columbus Dispatch. You don't have a problem with Sherrod Brown being a lifelong politician, but you have a big problem with Josh Mandel being one. Later on, they say Mandel followed a tight timeline to achieve his political ambitions. Not his political offices, not his political service, his political ambitions. And he didn't achieve a lot. He followed a tight timeline. Then they talk about how he spent $1.8 million in taxpayer money running TV ads. Now do Sherrod Brown. He gets public money for his campaign too. Mandel is painting himself, not saying. He is 
disrupting the status quo, not challenging. He is singing a refrain, not saying. He is bouncing between Ohio churches, not visiting churches. And he is using social media to tear down his opponents and toss red meat to his base, not to criticize his opponents and reach his base. This is how they do it, folks. Every word is loaded. Every word has a purpose. They choose them purposely, and they are dishonest brokers at the Columbus Dispatch. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.